Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and creator of Natural Hair Education, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their value and income in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Natural Hair Education Podcast. I am so excited today. Today is February 1st, it's Black History Month, and it's also the first episode of my Lock Journey series. February 20th, I will be hitting my one year lock anniversary, and I couldn't think of a better time or a better month to celebrate my lock anniversary as well as all the other people that are out there embracing this lock journey. My first guest for this lock series is also a Flint native. I'm gonna read her bio and welcome her to the podcast. I know you guys are gonna enjoy this episode. Dawn Demps is a Flint, Michigan native that has been involved with community advocacy and organizing since 12 years old. She utilizes her own lived experiences to connect with students and parents to promote tools for self-advocacy, structural reforms, and strives to champion the concerns of these populations. She holds an MA in Social Justice Studies from Mary Groove College in Detroit, Michigan, and is currently a PhD candidate at Arizona State University in Education Policy and Evaluation. She has published articles examining the possibilities of youth inspired school leadership as exhibited through youth voice and participatory action research, unpacking the difficulties of potential of black and brown collaborative educational leadership and how art can be used to expose the experiences of black youth who have experienced school exclusion. She is currently conducting a critical ethnographic oral history study of grassroots community advocacy group comprised of black natural and other mothers whom are galvanizing to challenge and dismantle the educational policies and practices that exclude black children from educational spaces. Dawn has been awarded the 2020-21 American Association of University Women Dissertation Fellowship and Arizona State University Dissertation Completion Fellowship. A sample of her other recognitions include the 2019 University Councils for Education Administration, Putting Research into Action Award, 2019 Hillard Seesmore Research Fellow, UCEA Barbara Jackson Scholar in Ford Foundation, Pre-Doctoral Fellowship Honorable Mention. She additionally serves as a member of the Arizona Department of Education's African American Advisory Council and is the proud mother of three children, Journey, Jayanti, and Zora, ages 17, 15, and 8, respectively. Hi, Dawn. Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast. How are you? I, I am so fine, Corinthian. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am 
too. Long time coming, long time coming. So I've been knowing you, Dawn, for quite some time now. And when I saw that you started your lock journey, I was like, oh my goodness, your hair is so beautiful. You've always had beautiful, full hair, curly, coily hair. And mm-hmm. I saw that you were embracing this lock journey. I knew it was something behind it. We'll get into it in just a second. But before we get into our conversation, can you just tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay, so my name is Dawn Demps. I am Flint native, born and bred. I am right now in the state of Arizona, um, working on a PhD in education policy and evaluation. Um, So God willing, I will be defending on April 16th, throwing that out there and graduating on May 3rd. Um, I am a mommy. um, First and foremost, I usually in my talks, I say that I'm a mother bridge um, interrupter scholar in that order. And so I'll introduce myself like that. So I'm a mother. I have three children, Journey, Jay and Zora, ages 18, 16 and eight. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also consider myself to be a community mother. I've done community work for (laughs) the majority of my life. Um, Being from Flint, I care a lot about what's happening in Flint and the kids in Flint. So um, not just a biological mother, but a global mother. I'm an interrupter. I think when people get in certain positions, it is their job, it is their responsibility, especially in the Black community, to interrupt when you see injustice happening. When I talk about being a bridge, I also think that we should be a bridge to other people who don't have access or privilege to things that we have access and privilege to. And I am finally a scholar. Obviously, I'm out here getting my PhD. And it's last, not because I think it's the least important, but it kind of is the thing that I do in service of everything else. So I don't do those things to be a scholar. I am a scholar to help me do those other things. Absolutely. I want to say thank you so much for all that you do for our community. You've always been an advocate for us um, as a whole and being the voice of the people. So I appreciate you, Don. I do. I appreciate the work that you put into you growing in your education and to your family. You're doing an amazing job. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So um, I did notice that you started your lock journey. Let's get into that. So what was the reason for you saying, you know what, I'm done with the loose hair right now. Let's let's do something different. What was your inspiration to lock your hair? Yeah, so um, I have always loved locks. I've always loved locks, like before they was hot. Now they hot and they in and everybody loves locks. But years ago, my son, who is now 16, when he was three, I put locks in his hair. He, when he turned about seven, eight, he decided he didn't want the locks anymore because his locks were like down his back and he got tired of people calling him a girl because he is a pretty little boy. He was pretty, he's still pretty too. But, um, so I cut his locks off and it hurt my heart. Um, but then my, my youngest daughter, I still have his locks in the bag. It might be a little, you know, dark, but (laughs) I have his locks in the bag um, that I cut off. I was crying when I cut them. But then my daughter, my youngest daughter, Zora, um, I also locked up her hair and she's eight now. And about the time she was like six, seven, we put her in locks. I put her in locks at like four. And by the time she was about six, seven, I'll say seven. So probably about last year, we're in Arizona. So context matters. Um, Kids were talking about her hair, saying that she had snakes growing out of her hair. She wanted me to take her locks out, right? Which I'm like... At this point, she's locked tight. I'm like, honey, I'd have to cut your hair. You know what I'm saying? So we had to have a long discussion about hair care and 
what it means to us as a people, as black folks, how we all come in different colors. Cause my kids, I have three kids and we all different colors. You yes. see how I am. <laughs> and all my kids are different shades. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's how we do it. That's the beautiful, that's the beautiful part of our culture. I'm um, inclusive of our hair. We all have different hair. And um, just telling her that when people don't understand, they will, you know, castigate and talk about. And so I said, your son, your hair grows up to the sun grows up to the gods and people are upset about that and your hair is thick and you can do things with your hair that nobody else can do but I kind of you know started thinking about like she would ask questions about my hair but mommy why is your hair different Mm -hmm. and I always wanted locks and I was like so if I'm telling her all of this then maybe I need to walk in this and this is kind of a throwback I hope the story's not getting too long but my oldest daughter journey when she was six, about that same time, she was being teased about her hair. And she had her two best friends. One was a little Latinx girl and one was a little white girl. And they were crew. And mm-hmm. she didn't understand why her hair wasn't like her friend's hair, right? And mama, how come my hair ain't like your hair? And back then I used to wear my hair straight. You know, I used to wear it pressed out. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And that's when I stopped pressing my hair. And I started wearing a natural and had to throw and stuff. Everybody was like, oh, don't no, got to throw. But I started doing that because I needed to walk in that for my daughter. Yeah. So then here comes Zora yeah. saying the same thing. Mommy, you're telling me this is beautiful, but you don't have it done to your hair. I said, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you're right, baby. So all the things that had like kind of stopped me from getting locks, inclusive of men, you know, men, they want your hair long. They want yeah. your hair to be a certain way, you know. So that had kind of like pulled me back from that. There's a lot of judgment around locks. And I threw that all away and said, I can't tell my daughter to walk in this confidence and I'm not doing it with her. So that was like the last thing that pushed me to do that. And then also the timing of it. There's a lot of changes that have happened in my life since coming out here for the PhD program, um, the end of a major relationship, uh, moving into the dissertation phase of my academic journey. It just was very significant. And I do believe there's a spirituality in the lot process because it's a process for real. Um, I felt it was mirroring some of the things that I was going through in my life. So I was like, now is the time. And I feel like my daughter was like that, that angel, like, mama, this is what you need to do. <laughs> so Man. that's, that's why I did it. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. I want to unpack. You just went through, you, you just said a lot. So the first I, know, thing, I didn't want to take up too much no. time. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. The first thing I want to talk about though, is your daughter and representation, how much our children need they need to see more of what they are. And mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a lot more people that are locking up. I see left and right. I can't believe it. it's like a, it's like a phase. It's, it's like something that's happening where people are beginning to connect to their roots, not just their hair roots, but spiritually. And mm-hmm. I am, um, my next series after this lock on is called representation matters. And it's specifically for children. So you spoke on that. And I know there are a lot of parents that, change their hair because their daughters or their sons are asking questions mom why is my hair like this and yours not so I respect that the second thing is um you said that you were going through a lot and I find that that's another reason why people lock their hair it's it's almost like um like they're crossing over spiritually in their life and they want to have something to connect to and our hair is so spiritual. People think it's just, oh, something that you just adorn, you just comb, you just make it look good in style. But even if you take it back to our ancestors, how much they 
like how much their hair meant to them. And it wasn't just for adornment, but it was more so of status and statue and who you are and where you're going in life. And that's another reason why I started mine as well, because I know that there was a transition for me as well. And in that process, you locking your hair, how has it been? I mean, like, how? first of all, how long has it been since you started the process? And how have you been mentally um, with this journey? Right. So um, I have only been, what are we in, January? So it's been about four months. I'm only like four months in. So I'm still a baby, right? <laughs> I mean, you, you can see I still got parts of my hair that are still curly or whatever, but I have parts that are definitely lock, locked, yeah. that are definitely, definitely locked in. Um, for me, it's been beautiful. Like, you know, the one thing I think is I should have been did this. Like, that's the thing I keep going to. Like, I should have done this when I first moved out here. I should have done this a decade ago. (laughs) You know, I should have done this when I locked my son up. Like, why was I scared? Uh, And and so many things make us scared. We're scared about what other people think. And I consider myself a pretty confident person, but especially in our intimate relationships, those can influence how we move right? And depending Mm -hmm. on the type of um, partner you have, it can be good influence or bad influence, right? So a lot of times we'll shut down and we won't blossom in the way that we need to. So once I let that go, and to me, this is just a representing of letting a lot of stuff go and walking in what I'm supposed to be, yeah. You know what I mean? So the process has been really interesting to me. I researched it a lot before I did. Not because I, once I set my mind to a thing, that's what I'm going to do, but I just want to kind of know what to expect. Um, and it's been really interesting because I have, I guess you would say, what, 3B, between 3B and 3C hair. And so you don't see a lot of videos and stuff with people <laughs> like my type of hair getting locks. That's true. So it was hard for me to find stuff. And then my hair started long, like my hair started this length. You know what I'm saying? It's grown some with the locks, like with the locks we hear. So it was hard for me to find that, but I kind of just wanted to see what other people were going through. It was one sister that I was following like on Instagram and she had like, she was one of the few people I could see that had hair like mine and she ended up combing them out. And I was so sad. Like <laughs> you was looking forward to that journey, huh? Yes. I was like, what are you doing? But she was like, oh, it just wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And so that hit me because I was like, I think that's interesting that she Mm -hmm. took them out because they weren't doing what she wanted them to do. And I think that sometimes in life, as with our hair, if it doesn't do a particular thing that we want to do, we want to throw out the whole thing. And now realizing that it's probably doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And sometimes you just need to be along for the ride, right? So, um, like I said, for me, it's, it's been a good, good thing. That's good. I hear so many people, including myself, saying that I should have been did this. Like once you lock your hair and you, and you realize the freedom that you have, like yeah. you're no longer waking up thinking about how I'm going to style my hair or how I'm looking. It's yeah. already, it's already set. Yes. And I tell myself that a lot. I wish I would have did this 10 years ago. <laughs> But everything is in divine order. I believe that. And so everything happens when it's supposed to. Yes. Yes. Um, so you you have, like you said, three, was it three A, three B hair? Yeah, I, no, it's a three, it's definitely a three B. Some spots I have three C, but yeah, okay. which is why I was able to wear it so big when I right. had it out. So, you know, so yeah. what what was your 
starting process? Like, I know you did a, a lot of research. What did you find worked best for your, your hair type? Yeah, so I ended up starting um, with the twists, with the two strand twists. I did start with like that. There are so many ways to start locks now. I didn't realize like there's there's like these instant locks instant now. Locks. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I didn't do that because um, like I said, to me, this is a spiritual process. It's a journey. You know, our hair is memory as well, you know? And so that's kind of one of the beautiful things about locks to me, spiritually speaking, um, is that literally you carry your memory with you. It never leaves. Like your regular hair, you cut it off and it's falling out and all this stuff. It, that don't happen with locks. It yes. stays with you. Yes. You want to make sure that that memory is good. Um, and so I didn't want to like cheat the process. So I felt like that was cheating the process. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so I didn't start like that. Um, the other one was a crochet where they use a crochet uh, needle. That's how I started my son's. Um, his okay. hair is kind of like mine. That's how I started his because he was so young and I was scared that they would come out if I had done two strand twists because actually I had tempted two strand twists with him myself that ended up taking him somewhere. And um, she she did um, with the crochet hook. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose the two strand twists. I was just like, let's see if it'll stay because I was a little bit worried that it might not stay and they might start coming apart but like I said I have between 3b and 3c so I was like I feel like I got enough kink that it'll stay and it, <laughs> and it has like it hasn't come out it looked good it looked really good and you say four months and it looked amazing um I felt that way too I don't want to skip the process you know like they have so many you like you've said they have so many ways of starting locks or even obtaining locks you have people that get lock extensions and they have locks instantly. And I didn't want to do that myself because of other reasons. But one of those reasons is not skipping the process because you learn so much about who you are going through this process, learning patience, um, learning to accept yourself, your true beauty. And it's just a lot. I didn't want to skip that process. I want to go through every single stage I needed to go through because I feel like that is with life as well. You can't skip the process. If you want to make it someplace or you want to achieve something, you got to go through the struggle, the obstacles, the challenges you have to face them all. And that's how I feel with those, with this whole lock journey. And yours look amazing. Let's get into your maintenance routine. Your maintenance routine. Your hair is not as coily as my texture. So I feel like with mine, I'm probably able to wet it more and things like that. But what is your maintenance routine? And do you use product to take care of your hair? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you are. So when you, when I saw you started your locks, I was like, is Corinthians hair like mine? So that's why I was watching you. I was watching you too. (laughs) But, um, I go to, uh, a lactician and I, I get it done every month. I go every four weeks and she touches me up. Um, just because of the texture of my hair. Um, but like I said, I feel like it's, it's taken really well um, uh, yes. so far. Um, so I go every month, I pay that money, I invest that <laughs> money. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping I don't have to keep doing this like after the first year and a half that it, I will probably continue going to her or to someone depending on where I am in the world. But I will not have to do it as often because I do believe one of the things I didn't want, you see those people who have locks and they got more scalp than lock. Yes. And we know that can happen. 
Yeah, so I ain't want that look, you know. <laughs> so I told her that when I went, and I was like, "Yo, I don't want like a lot of pulling on my hair because that comes from all that pulling." Yeah, people want to get this stuff done every two weeks, and they yeah. think it look fresh all the time. And it's like, again, that's not part of the process. That's not part of what locks are. If that's what you want, you probably shouldn't get locks. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're probably gonna lose your hair early. The other thing I did is I don't know if you could tell, but this is not locked. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I've seen that before. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. So I usually I wear it down in the front a lot. Like when I first get it done, she like, you know, kind of curly cues it up for me. But um I wanted kind of that flexibility. I had looked at Lisa Bonet's locks. Well, I was like, mm, I think her hair might be kind of like mine, but I think I'm I'm kinkier than her, but like she's closer. She started with um fake locks and just let them grow out. Mm-hmm. Um but she actually has some bangs. So I went to my loctician and I said, I want a bang in the front. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, why are you going to do that? I said, I know what I'm doing. Just, I already parted it. I said, this part, you're not going to lock. <laughs> she thought I was crazy. But then when I came back to get my uh, touch up, to get my retwist, she was like, oh, it is cute. I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. It's like a trend. That's a trend as well. I've seen that before. I've seen it in the front and I've seen it in the back and at first I was like wait a minute like did they forget or did they get tired you know like you know I just didn't know but I had to like read more about it in the comments like that so it's actually something that people do they leave a section of their hair out just for to be able to still have loose hair and do different things with it so I get it I get it because before I even locked my hair I I thought about locking just one part of my hair I was going oh, to lock wow. the back corner and just have one long lock and then lose hair. So right, right, right. different ways that we, can, <laughs> that we can get into this journey. In terms of what I put in my hair, I don't wash it until I see her. And I see her every month. I don't wash it um, because like I said, my hair is a little bit looser. Um, I use, I follow a Yanni, the lockologist. Mm-hmm. I follow her YouTube channel. I really mess with her because everything she does is natural. So I'm all about, so I don't put any product in my hair in terms of, do I go buy, you know, African, whatever. No, I don't put any of that in my hair. Um, I do use when I do wash my daughter's hair, because I haven't washed my hair yet, but if I do, but for her hair, I use the uh, Dr. Bonner's. Yep. Mm -hmm. I use the peppermint. Mm -hmm. And I use um, for my oil, I use, um, I have a little oil bottle. See, I brought stuff so I could be, you know, like, <laughs> that's good. To be like people who model stuff. Um, that is half jojoba oil and half castor oil and um, a few drops of essence oil. I like citrusy smell, so it's orange in there right now. And then I use a spray bottle to moisturize my hair like through the week because it's dry out here, especially in Arizona. It's dry as heck. Yes. And so this is half vitamin E water. I mean, vitamin E oil and rose water. And that's those are the only things I put in my hair. That's and when good. I go get it done, that's the same thing. Like same thing. they don't put anything in my hair. That's good. So when I started, I started my own locks. And when I started my locks, I only used like this mousse, right? I didn't use any cream, any gels. I just used mousse. And then after a couple of months, I wanted to treat myself to go get my hair done. And mm-hmm. I did that. And I was so disappointed and I knew how my clients would feel. Well, those who were educated probably felt the same way, but once you educate yourself on locks and how you should be retwisting 
when you should, what products you should use. Um, I came to understand that I shouldn't use product. I could just use oils. I could use water. I can use things like that. So I went and got my hair retwisted and the girl used a thick, like a thick pomade, you know, and I'm finding that a lot of people retwist locks like that. And that's their choice. That's their preference. But that's not what I want to do because it creates so much buildup. And then we wonder why, like you said, you have thin locks or they're um, thinning out as you get them twisted. The roots are are, um, hanging on by the thread. And it comes from manipulation, you know, how we're retwisting our hair, what products we're using. And it causes buildup. So that was the first and only time I had a product usage on my hair. And then once I washed my hair, um, I think, you know, of course, there was still some buildup in there. So it was a continual cleansing process I had to go through to remove it. But now, like you said, I just use oils, I use water, and and that's Mm -hmm. it. Like it doesn't take much. Our hair is like a garden. We just we just need sunlight. We need some moisture, some water, and that's it. Right. And so so that's the interesting. So when I started my babies, my daughter, my little ones, locks, I did start it with with product because I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? And I'm watching the YouTube videos. Okay, I'm like, okay, I'm just to do this, you know. And she had so much buildup in her hair. Like, it, I, I feel like I'm still getting it out. It's hard as heck to get it out. And she's, you know, she's eight. It's not like I'm supposed to put steaming hot water on her. I'm not. Because I don't want, mm-hmm. doing our hair, we know as Black women, doing our hair can be traumatic. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't want her to have that type of trauma. She already hate when I retwist her locks as it is. I'm not trying to burn her with steaming hot water because I'm trying to get out product. But so she now follows the same routine that I follow. And actually my routine is based off of hers because when she was getting that build up, I was like, this is not working. And that's when I found other people that I, I follow like on YouTube or whatever um, and started looking at them. But as black women, so this is the thing, you know, my background is in black history and stuff. I ain't trying to take you there, but <laughs> they look at us as a commodifiable market as black folks. So they either going to make money off of us by taking our stuff and selling it or selling their stuff to us. Mm-hmm. And so when we started wearing our hair natural, right? So I was wearing my hair in the fro and natural and curly before it became in. Then it became in and all of a sudden all these people got all these products because they had to figure out a way to still make money. They're not buying perms anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're not doing A, B, and C. So how are we going to get this money? So that's what they're doing. And so now they see we're getting locks. Okay, how are we going to make money off of them? Because we can't have this. Now, you have to pay for the oil, yes. But I guarantee you that that big bottle of oil I get lasts probably three, four months, right? <laughs> and you are paying six to 10 times more for a little bottle of something that's putting build up in your hair, but they're making money off of you. So I think that we need to just be aware of what's best for us. It's not everything they try to sell to us. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think that's, that's just knowledge is not only just in hair, but in everything. Everything Man. tells us we're not good enough because when you convince people they're not good enough, you could sell them something to make themselves better. Right? You nailed it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. About that whole product thing, girl. So when the natural hair movement happened, I think it was like early 2000s, right? Um, you saw just 
so many people transitioning, embracing their natural hair, doing research. You've seen YouTubers, blogs, everything. And then there was like a lot of black companies that came out with products. Well, you look up now, majority of them products were brought off by white companies. Yes. And even white companies are now making products for naturally textured, curly, coily, kinky hair. And it's like, how do you even, how do you even do that? Like, how do you even come up with formula for our type of hair textures and sell it to us? And you know nothing about our hair texture. It's just, that's a whole nother episode in itself, girl. Right. <laughs> it right. is. And, 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 and we already, this is the thing that everything that we need, we already have available to us. And I'm not saying I'm not an anti-science person at all. So please don't confuse me for that. I think that God has given us the brains to create the technology and use science as we need to, to progress human development to make our lives better mm-hmm. that being said that we need to recognize that there's a whole bunch of bunk being sold to us that we don't need in terms of our hair if you go back to the continent in multiple countries and multiple tribes because i'm sure all your viewers know that africa ain't one country i know that you have us having hair down to the ground there right and they not put no product in it they're putting things they're putting mud in it they're putting oil from different plants like jojoba trees and and algae oil oils and all those sorts of things and their hair grows beautifully being out in the sun going and swimming in the water like all those natural things make our hair grow there's literally no product that's going to make your hair grow and if you just look at people with locks it shows you that our hair does indeed grow if (laughs) we leave it the heck Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so true so true yeah i noticed that too just you know looking back at our ancestors and other countries in africa and you see the different ways they did their hair how they groomed it like you said they didn't use product what is product they use everything of natural resources to, to help cultivate, grow, and make their hair flourish. And so, yeah, that is another episode. We, we got we to gotta bring you back on for that, okay? So the, I got you. I got you. so the next thing I want to ask you is what type of awareness have you gained in these past four months on this lock journey? Like, mm. is there anything that has really stood out to you, um, made you feel either more powerful or more aware, more spiritual, more connected? Yeah, um, I think that overall, like I said, like this, this journey represents so much. It represents standing with our girls, our black daughters, right? And showing them the different ways we can be beautiful. But also for me, it's a lot about letting go, letting go of past hurt, past relationships, past stresses, you know, um, without getting into relationship stuff. I mean, even me getting a PhD, it is stressful, okay? PhD programs are hard as heck and universities are not spaces historically for Black folks. Historically and right now, they not. Um, I know Black women leaving the academy because of the trauma and the gaslighting and the hurt and as um, one sister put it, spirit murdering that happens in these spaces. I have been fortunate enough to be surrounded by really supportive people here in my journey but you still feel like you don't all the way belong. So like letting go of that, because really that's connected to all these other things. As Black women, we feel like we don't belong, we're not enough. So letting go 
of that. For me, that's what it's about. And just loving it. Like, I don't know if you can tell, but my hair is, is graying up. It's kicking, <laughs> it's kicking in. It's doing its thing. And <laughs> the last time I went, she was like, do you want me to uh, color you? I said, you know what? No, let's just see. No. And, and I believe in us doing what we want to do with our hair. You know, just like I put on whatever earrings I feel like putting on. And I'm not saying I'll never color it. You know, I might color it again. But for right now, no, let it do what it's going to do. I am going to be 45 years old this year. I get to rock gray hair. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Let it go. Um, And just really bracing whatever comes, right? Being prepared mentally and spiritually, but then embracing what what happens. Because we know the universe is going to take care of us. If you believe the universe is going to take care of you, the universe is going to take care of you. Absolutely. I guarantee it. Absolutely. Man, Dawn, you have so much wisdom. You are so, you're so valuable to us. I thank you. I thank you for just sharing. You got so many nuggets. I know when I go back and listen to this podcast, I'm gonna have more questions. I'm like, why didn't I ask her this? Why didn't I ask her that? <laughs> but um, to sum up our conversation and to wrap up this conversation, I want to ask you a couple more questions. The first one is, what advice would you give to a woman who is considering embracing this journey and taking this walk, um, changing her hair and locking it up? What would be your advice? Um, so my advice would be to do your research so you know what to expect, so you're not disappointed, you know, um, and then also like ask yourself why you're doing it. I think that if you're doing it because you think it's a fashion statement or it's in or whatever, that's probably not the right reason to do it, <laughs> you know. So really like reflect and self-evaluate why it is you're, you're doing, having this, wanting to do this now. Um, there's lots of really practical advantages to it. Like you said, the time we save on here, hallelujah. Damn I get up in the morning, I take my stuff off my satin cap and I shake my head, you know, and do my thing. Now I kind of did that when I had my curly hair. I washed my hair maybe twice a month when my hair was natural, um, you know, big. But um, the other thing I would say is when we talk about changing our hair, to me, this is not a hair change. It's letting your hair do what it was naturally meant to do. Yes. Right. So it's re-embracing how we come into this world. And I think as Black people, as Black women, we have spent so much time, so much of our lives programming what we should be, right? And what we should look like and what we should aspire to physically, especially, and mentally too. And I I think part of that like reflection needs to be like really embracing this journey because the journey is who you naturally meant to be anyway, (laughs) right? So that's, that's what I would say. That's good. That's really good. And the, the last question is your daughter. So how is, how has she been able to embrace this walk since now her mom is doing it and you've had conversations with her? How is her outlook on it now? Yeah. So she seems to be better. She hasn't said anything <laughs> negative and she always like, mama, I see your hair starting to lock up and she wants to play my hair. And I have to have her calm down a little bit. I'm like, honey, I ain't, I ain't where you at yet. <laughs> you can't do all that to my hair <laughs> but um she likes it and you know she flicks her little hair her hair is so long too um so it's, it's been a really positive experience and like when I get it retwisted she's so excited you know and mommy your hair is really locking up I said I know honey <laughs> That's good. Okay, Don, before I let you go, you have so much 
uh, education and our history and our background. Could you share something with us? Can, can, can you leave the audience with some type of advice or wisdom, anything you want to share with the people in the community of the Natural Hair Education Podcast? Mm. If I had to share something, it would be as Black people and as Black women, but as Black people in general, that um, we need to not only love ourselves, but love each other. I think we have adopted so many of the Eurocentric deficit-centered mindsets about ourselves. We have taken that in and we have drunk it whole and we spit it back out to each other. And that is so toxic and problematic for me when I see it. Like I shut people down. Um, we, we need to love each other for real um, as Black people. And I feel like if we have the means, like I said, be a bridge, be an interrupter for our other brothers and sisters, for humanity as, as a whole, for sure. Yeah. But for us, I feel like we really need it, right? That's why we say Black Lives Matter. Is because we really need it. And as Black women, we really need it. And we need to, when we see a sister, I make it a point to let sisters know, you know, I love that outfit. I love that hair. I love your makeup. I will find something to compliment another sister about if I come across them, you know, um, that we need that. We have to do that. And if you see a sister slipping in some way, instead of going on IG or going on Facebook and being like, see, I don't understand why these girls, see, they don't even cook no more. Or, oh, she needs to work out. She needs to be like me. You know, that type of stuff. That, that's, that's petty stuff. And if you really trying to help your sister, like you want her to be healthier, right? You can pull that sister to the side and be like, sis, I know it's hard, <laughs> right? Yeah. But this is how you can make these things happen in your life. How can I assist you? How can I help you? Maybe I can email you once a week, some encouragement or something. Mm. I really think we need to change our mind frame about how we approach each other because we can be more hurtful than this racist white supremacist system that we're inside of to each other so we need to lift each other and love each other up way better than we do so that's that's what I hope for that's that's what would be my advice yes that's so good thank you Dawn that is so good that is so good this was a good conversation I want to say thank you so much again for the for coming on to the podcast and just expressing so eloquently so beautifully and sharing your wisdom and, and, and all that you have to give to us. You have so much more. I'm going to have you back on definitely, but thank you so, so much. Thank you for asking me. I'm honored (laughs) and I'm proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Didn't Don bring so much to light? Well, I want to say thank you all for tuning in and listening and supporting the podcast. I am going to act that you subscribe to the natural hair education podcast and leave a comment tell me what you thought about this episode share your thoughts and share this episode with someone that you know could benefit from this topic before i let you go i want you to know that i do have free resources available for those who are interested in taking a free course or downloading a free ebook everything can be found in the show notes and i also have programs available for you as well Now, until next time, let's continue to empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I'll see you all on next Monday, and thank you for listening.